Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Alladheena, those people who, Atainahumul kitab, to whom we have given the book. Those people whom we have given the book. Meaning, who have truly taken the book the way they should. They have received the book the way they should. Then, yatlunahu, they read it, they read the book. How? Haqqatilawatihi, the way it should be read. As is the right of its recitation. Now, you see the word yatlunahu. It's from the root letters, talam, wow, tilawa, recitation. Those to whom we have given the book, read it, they do its tilawa. How? Haqqatilawatihi. Haqqa. What does haqq mean? Haqq. You said this is my haqq. My right. Haqq also means truth, but it also means right. Haqqatilawatihi, meaning the way the book should be read. The way the book deserves to be read. That is how they read the book. They don't read the book according to their desires, as they please. They read the book the way it is supposed to be read. These are the people who have the book. Which means that if a person does not read the book properly, then does he have the book? He doesn't have it. He hasn't truly received it. Because he's not reading it properly. Like for example, if there's a certain book that you get, and you're like, okay, I want to read it. Can you be like, okay, I'll just read the story from the middle. And then as you're reading, you're like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. Like, what is the author even talking about? Well, you're not reading it properly. You should read from where? From the beginning. And then as you're reading, you completely ignore the punctuation. So as a result, you are thinking that a sentence ends at a certain place or begins from a certain place where in reality it doesn't. So as a result, you misunderstand it completely. So even though you read the book, did you actually read it? No. You didn't actually read it because you didn't understand it. You didn't read it the way you should have read it. So what this ayah is telling us is that only those people who read the book the way it should be read are the ones who have received the book. And then, أُولَٰئِكَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِهِ Those are the people who believe in it. So this means that if a person reads the book correctly, then he believes in it. And if a person does not read the book correctly, what does it mean? He doesn't really believe in the book. So there is a relationship between how you read the book and your belief in the book. If you read it correctly, your belief is also correct. And if you don't read it correctly, your belief is also not there. Now, the question is, what does it mean by reading the book? And which book is this? This book can refer to any book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to any people. For us, which book is it? It's the Qur'an. So what does it mean by tilawa of the Qur'an? يَتْلُونَهُ حَقَّ تِلَاوَتِهِ What does it mean by that? Tilawa of the Qur'an. When you think about tilawa, what comes to your mind? Recitation class. Yeah? Where you have to recite the Qur'an. Hmm? That is one kind of tilawa. There are three types of tilawa. Okay? There are three types of tilawa. The first type of tilawa is tilawa lafziya. Tilawa of the words. Which means to read the words. To recite the words. 
to recite the verses as you do so in your recitation class or with a tajweed teacher or you recite yourself like for example Friday you recite Surah Al-Kahf at night you recite Surah Al-Mulk in your salah you recite Surah Al-Fatiha and some other surah that is what tilawa lafziyah this is one type of tilawa the second type of tilawa is tilawa ma'nawiyah tilawa ma'nawiyah what does it mean by ma'nawiyah meaning meaning you read you follow you understand the meaning also you're not just reading something you are understanding it also so you understand the meaning also this is tilawa ma'nawiyah have you ever tried to read french i mean in the case where you don't understand french right like for example if you go to montreal you go to quebec what happens everything's written in french so you're like what is that a ret a ret what is that and then you're like some other signs fin what's fin f i n fin like is that the the fin of a fish like what is that when you don't understand it what happens you don't read it correctly your pronunciation is messed up right and secondly you don't know what the sign means which is why every time i go to quebec i feel lost i feel completely lost and i feel that i'm so like jahil you know because honestly like everything's in french i cannot understand anything alhamdulillah my husband knows french so he's always translating for me and then as i read he laughs and then he tells me how to say it properly so you can't benefit from something until and unless you understand now isn't it amazing we recite the quran but we don't know the meaning of it we don't know the meaning of it we don't know what it means this is something that we need to pay attention to tilawa lafziyah and tilawa ma'nawiyah the third type of tilawa is tilawa amaliyah what is amaliyah it's to do with actions because you know talayatlu means to recite and it also means to follow so you read as in you follow with actions what you have read what you have understood now you act on it also like for example if you're driving and the sign says a r e t and you're like interesting letters whatever they are you didn't understand it what are you going to do going to go straight you're not going to stop because you never understood that it's a stop sign alhamdulillah that they make them the same shape so that even if you can't understand a word of french or read a word of french you can still figure out that it's a stop sign i'm supposed to stop right so action comes when after understanding so these are the three types of recitation allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that those to whom we have given the book they read it the way it should be read as is the right of its recitation meaning tilawa lafziyah they do properly tilawa ma'nawiyah they do properly tilawa amaliyah they do properly all three they do and they do them well they do them very well now we need to think about ourselves what kind of tilawa of the quran am i doing because in light of this ayah either a person is doing tilawa tam what is tam complete correct or he's doing tilawa naqisa incomplete deficient problematic so each of us needs to see that what kind of tilawa of the quran am i doing when it comes to the recitation of the quran am i reading it properly or am i just reading it however i feel like 
I know that there's supposed to be a mad, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to. It's too long. I know that I'm supposed to take the ha out properly, but I'm like, you know what, it's the same thing. Ha ha. No, it's not the same thing. Or for example, you know that you're supposed to stop somewhere, but you're like, you know what, I want to finish quickly. So let me keep reading. No. This is not the correct way of recitation. When it comes to understanding the meaning of the verses, how well do we understand them? How well? How good is our understanding of the verses of the Qur'an? And then when it comes to acting upon them, then is it that I'm just reading, like for example, establish the prayer. And then I write about it, that this is how you establish the prayer. And when it's time to pray, I'm just playing basketball outside. Is this tilawa tam or tilawa naqisa? Deficient? This is deficient. You see, those are the ones who believe in it. Which means that if a person is not doing the right tilawa, then his belief is not really there. It's not really there. The one who truly believes in the book of Allah, follows it. Makes time to recite it. Makes time to understand it. And he pays attention to every word, every sentence. Every ayah is important. Every word is important. You know, my daughter, she was learning a certain ayah. And because she's very little, she's not able to read the text. So she was memorizing based on what she was hearing. So the word was, if I'm not mistaken, ma'wa. Okay, something with the hamza and a sukun. So she missed out on hearing the, the hamza with the sukun. So she was skipping it. So I told her that, no, it's supposed to be ma'wa. You know, the hamza is there. You have to say it. And I told her that, look, for every letter of the Qur'an, when you say it, you get ajr, right? You get ten good deeds. What does this mean? That every letter of the Qur'an, even something like a hamza with a sukun, does it matter? Does it matter? Or does it not matter? It matters. It is important. Which is why you get rewarded for reading it. So then what does it show us? That every statement that Allah has mentioned in the Qur'an is important. It deserves to be read. It deserves to be understood. It deserves to be followed. And if we ignore, if we pick and choose, like the Bani Israel did, أَفَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِبَعْضِ الْكِتَابِ وَتَكْفُرُونَ بِبَعْضِ Just take what we like and leave what we don't. Then this is not real belief. أُولَٰئِكَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِهِ Those are the people who truly believe in it. وَمَن يَكْفُرْ بِهِ And whoever denies it, whoever denies the Qur'an, the book of Allah, فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ then those people are the real losers. Khasirun is a plural of khasir. Who is khasir? One who is in khusran. Khusran is loss. Has it ever happened that you go into the kitchen, there was a giant ice cream cake, and all you see on the table now is just crumbs? How would you feel? Not fair. Why did I get left out? Why? It's only ice cream cake. Have you had ice cream in your life before? Yes. Will you have it again? Hopefully, inshallah, very soon. But are you sad? Do you have a sense of loss that you didn't get a piece of that cake that your whole family enjoyed without you? You feel left out. You feel angry for a cake, for ice cream that's going to melt. Really, ice cream. The Qur'an, which is an eternal treasure. What happens? 
You know, it's being recited, and we go for a washroom break. And by the time we come back, we've missed out on two verses, three verses. During tafsir class, I mean, how long is our class? We have the break. But then what happens? For every little thing, I need to go. I need to go. When we're doing this, we're missing out. This is real loss. I know, you know, life is busy. It's summertime. I'm sure you're very busy because it's summer. Because, you know, there's no school. But then what happens on Saturday? I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'll miss the class today. I won't do the lesson today. We're missing out. We are depriving ourselves. We're losing out. فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ If you leave a portion of the Qur'an, you are leaving a portion of a treasure. Can you imagine? On Eid, everybody's being given money. And somebody offers you a red note or a golden one. And you're like, oh, no, thank you. I'm good. Would you say that? Never. You'd never say that. No, if you give me one red, how about another one? Do you have more? And are you going to offer some too? And are you going to offer some too? Right? We want it. But, وَلَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ The hereafter is better. وَلْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى It is better and it is more lasting. How long is that money going to last you? Do you still have it by the way? Your Eid money? How much left? $20 left. Hmm. Some people have more, some people have less. I guess within a few more days, within a few more weeks, how much will you have left? Probably nothing. So this is the thing. No matter what you make in this world, it's going to finish. The real treasure is what you get in the hereafter. Can you imagine if somebody were to tell you, you read one page of this book, I'll give you $10. You know some people, they need to push in reading. right? Recently I saw somebody telling a young boy, read one chapter of this book and I'll let you watch TV for like half an hour. And this kid was like, sure. He hates reading. He was reading in the car. He was reading in the car because he wanted to get that half an hour TV time all to himself. That's just TV time. Half an hour. That's it. It's going to finish. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promise us? You recite one letter of the Qur'an. What do you get? Ten good deeds for every letter. Every single letter. You know, we need to think beyond what we see in front of us. You know, we just look at what is in front of us. But we need to think about the akhirah also. We need to think about what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised us also. So those who truly believe in the book, they read it the way it should be read. And those who don't, then they're just losing out. They're depriving themselves. الَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابَ يَتْلُونَهُ حَقَّ تِلَاوَتِهِ أُولَٰئِكَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِهِ وَمَن يَكْفُرْ بِهِ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ What did you learn from? الَّذِينَ آتَيْنَاهُمُ الْكِتَابِ يَتْلُونَهُ حَقَّ تِلَاوَتِهِ What is حَقَّ تِلَاوَتِهِ? You see, حَقَّ تِلَاوَتِهِ We can never really claim that I have read the Qur'an perfectly. Like for example, has it ever happened that you memorize a certain portion? I know that several of you have memorized parts of the Qur'an. So when you memorize a certain portion and you read that to your teacher, 
Do you make mistakes? How many? A lot. So if you make too many mistakes, what does your teacher say? Go back and do it again. Now there are some teachers who will be like, okay fine, one or two mistakes, no big deal. But then there are other teachers who are like, no, I need 100%. If you make a single mistake, you cannot move to the next lesson. Some teachers are like that. They want you to recite without making any mistakes. But to get there, how much practice did you have to do? How much? A lot. Somebody mentioned to me that certain people, when they make their children memorize the Qur'an, they make them write each page of the Qur'an and they make them recite each page of the Qur'an 100 times. That's the minimum. You cannot move to the next page until you recite the current page 100 times. Once you've read it 100 times, then you move to the next page. And their children, once you know one of them memorizes the Qur'an, it's like they've memorized it for life. MashaAllah. It's like they never make a mistake. Hardly any mistake ever. Why? Because they mastered it. They read it again and again and again. They wrote it. This is حَقَّةِ Right? But even then, as human beings, we know that we can make mistakes, right? So while our tilawa lafziya may be tam, then we need to look at tilawa amaliyya. Where do I stand when it comes to following the commands of the Qur'an? What am I doing? You see, sometimes we think it's enough to recite the Qur'an once. It's enough to study it once. No. If you want to master a skill, do you just practice once? Do you practice two times or three times? No. You practice unlimited amount of times. Too many times. Go ahead. Yes, uh, about the same ayah. Um, we claim that we do believe in Qur'an. But after reading this ayah, how much do we believe? Because haqqa tilawati is all three aspects of it. Mm-hmm. If you don't work on all three aspects, then basically we are not believing in it. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end of the ayah said, these are the people yeah. who believe in it. Exactly. So we have to work on all three aspects of tilawa. Mm-hmm. You see in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that وَلِكُلِّنْ دَرَجَاتِ مِمَّا عَمِلُوا all people will have their ranks according to their effort, according to their actions. So it all depends on you. How much do you strive? How much do you practice? Which level do you want to reach? Go This ayah I had studied many, many years ago uh, with Sister Taimiya. And uh, at the time when I was studying, I could not read. I could not read Arabic, period. And... Um, um, I was about 27 years old and I could not read the Quran I could not read Arabic I used to make mistakes in the most basic of letters between Jim and Kha and everything else and um, I was the only Arab in the class I was a native speaker Arabic, everything, but I could not read and um, when we read this ayah it particularly hit a spot for me and I think that's why Sister Tame was looking at me because I had mentioned this a long time ago when I was reading this, I, uh, I was afraid that I would finish the course and still not know how to read. Because I could not read, I used to go home and listen to Sister Asma's recitation. I would literally put my finger on every letter to try to 
be able to read, basically, because I couldn't read it on my own. I couldn't do the word-to-word translation on my own. I would have to listen to the recording, basically, word for word. My kids used to laugh at me because uh, I couldn't pronounce certain letters properly. And I'd still go around going, قَوْ قَوْ قَوْ, trying to get the قَوْ, for instance. But because of my fear of not being able to recite the Qur'an, because that's the first step. If you cannot read it, you will not open it. Okay? And that was my biggest fear. I could, you know, read the English translation, yes, but I'm not able to read the Arabic. And if you're not reading Arabic, then after you finish this class, you will not open the Qur'an. And that's scary. Because that's your connection to Allah. This is your Qur'an, this is His letter to you, telling you, my Abd, please read this book. It is what will help you in your life on this earth, and that until you come back to me. So my fear pushed me to make a lot of dua. I used to make dua, oh Allah, make me recite the Qur'an as it was revealed upon the Prophet, peace be upon him. Arabic has changed over the years, but alhamdulillah, it has been preserved through the Tajweed sciences and everything else. And this is why it's so important that we go back to the Maqaraj. Even as an Arab, Arabic has changed. The way we speak now is not the way they used to speak. Egyptian, for instance, they don't say the letter Qaf when they speak in their regular colloquial dialect. So that's why I couldn't say it. But what I'm trying to say is, preserve the Qur'an, learn to read it, and then that way, inshallah, as you continue your life, Journey, you will learn how to understand it and go back to it. Do not lose your connection to Allah. This is your plug to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, and I'm just giving you this advice because it's what pushed me. I wanted to be able to read it, to understand it, and to follow it. But if I don't know how to read it, the likelihood of me picking it up to understand or follow is not going to happen. And alhamdulillah, Allah answered my du'as. I had never thought I'd one day be teaching Tajweed and Qur'an. See, this is it. Once you want to reach a certain level, it begins from where? From your heart. Do you want to get there or not? Do you want to read the Qur'an the way it should be read? Understand the Qur'an the way it should be understood? Follow the Qur'an the way it should be followed? Do you want to or not? If you want to, make dua. You will find Allah before you. And He will take you there. But you have to strive and strive. Don't give up. Keep trying hard. And inshallah you'll get there. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all with haqqa tilawati of the Qur'an. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.